Welcome, everyone, to the Tori Sess Show. Today, we have an exciting hearing that we're going to watch together. But before we begin, I want to say something. The fight for freedom is never easy, but we have a righteous, we have righteousness on our side. And with every revelation, with every exposure, we move one step closer to reclaiming our nation and specifically the minds of the people of our nation. The tyrant shall fall as we stand at the precipice of change. This impeachment is not just about one individual or one act. It is the catalyst that will expose the depth of treachery. And as this truth unfolds, you will understand how the beginning of their end was always apparent, but you just couldn't see it. Because in the dimly lit chambers, far removed from the prying eyes of a nation on edge, the echoes of whispered plans and hushed schemes collide with the growing spirit of rebellion seeking freedom. A government, once the, the beacon of freedom and democracy, now stands exposed. Its machinations laid bare as it tries desperately to quell the rising voices of its people. People once silence, once trusting, have come to the painful realization that the chains of subjugation have been wrapped around them, not only by foreign invaders, but by their own leaders warped with foreign ideologies. But within the hollowed halls of Congress and the Senate. There are champions, brave souls who haven't been corrupted by the tide of deceit and manipulation. They've infiltrated the ranks, maneuvered through the snares of political games, and now stand ready to tear down the facade that has fooled a nation for far too long. And today, as an impeachment hearing unfolds, the nation waits with bated breath, anticipating Revelations that will rock the very foundations of their belief systems. Have you seen the latest? They're not even trying to hide it anymore. They want to halt primary elections altogether, just to point their own puppets to maintain their strange hold on power. This, my friends, is their final misstep. They believe they're playing their master stroke but indeed it will be their undoing. As they tighten their grip, they'll see a nation slip right through their fingers. The strategy of the elite was clear, to douse the fire of resistance before it consumed them. But they failed to recognize that by blatantly undermining democracy, they were only adding fuel to the flames. It was no longer about whispers and speculations. Now it's just out in the open. So let's begin by watching this hearing. Obviously, I may chime in for some commentary and having a bit of delay on the live hearing is pretty good for us in order to be able to digest step-by-step. Step. Let's go. I want to welcome everyone here today had two hearings on the infant formula shortage on the subcommittee chair, chaired by Congresswoman McClain, yet with the 320,000 babies, women and children in her home state of Michigan about to go hungry due to her party's shutdown, it seems like my Republican colleagues only care about an issue when they can point the finger in another direction, much like what's going on in this embarrassment of a hearing today. Mr. Gearhart, in one of your recent op-eds, and you have repeated it here, you mentioned that a good test for assessing the constitutionality of a governmental action is to switch the names 
of the political parties and the actors involved. If the outcome is the same, it is a good sign of neutrality. If the outcome is not the same, then there's a good chance that partisanship is the driving force. I think we can safely say that this inquiry would fail that neutrality test. And since I don't have time, I think we can say that we are here, America, in this sham hearing, prioritizing the political needs of the Republican Party, pushing a lie for Donald Trump as you go hungry and you lose your homes. Shameful. At I the request back. of the witnesses, we're going to take a 10-minute recess. Well, well, well. As we can see, uh, they're a little bit upset. I should say very upset. And <laughs> that's because they don't like to be on the receiving end. Now, personally, having had the Hunter Biden laptop, and I say this again, this Hunter Biden laptop accurately has been reported, was turned in to the FBI. In fact, it was also given to other news stations by Isaac before that was turned over to Rudy Giuliani. As you can all observe, everyone is getting sued except for me. And I'll tell you why. See, I made mention, and people need to be paying attention to what I said, which is the key here, is that I published an article in early 2020. It was right after the shutdowns. I actually got it before the shutdown, where I had showcased in the article. Uh, allow me to pull it up for a second. One moment, please. Let me pull that up. Oh, and mind you, um, this senator that I wrote about uh, actually voted uh, against our interest, but you know, he's a Republican allegedly. So stop in. Let's see. Let's, let's, uh, gosh, look at all these ads. And the thing is, I have to have them on so they don't shut me down, but Google keeps telling me I don't get any income from it. So weird. Cause I don't, here we go. Allow me to showcase an article. And in this article, as you can see, I say Senator Hoven does business like Biden. Very specific. The date of this article being published is the 15th of April, 2020. In there, you can see, I have published emails from Hunter Biden's laptop in April of 2020. I want you to observe as to why I am not being called or sued. I have made it clear that these emails were retrieved from a social media network back in 2020. And I believe it was like February or March of 2020, where usual federal assets, contractors, and agents discuss and disseminate information. In there, uh, as you can see, I was showcasing, let's see, all these uh, babushka companies, you know. And obviously, a lot of people fail to understand that if I had it before, you know, Rudy Giuliani, who allegedly hacked it, let me tell you something about hacking, too. First of all, there were no hacks. In fact, there was a discussion amongst many people about the information on the hard drive. As a journalist, mind you, I believe I'm the only one that is an investigative journalist uh, in this matter uh, that has not been called um, or sued. Sue me, I dare you. I've made it clear that hacking requires you to attempt to break into or uh, how would you say um, break passwords. In fact, there was no hacking necessary. There was a decoy, though, on 4chan, which was fantastic, saying, oh, could you hack it? The, the password was in the laptop. He would actually even put passwords in his notes. So it's referring to the act of gaining unauthorized access to computer systems or networks, often with malicious intent. Now, first off, there was no malicious, malicious intent. If you all remember, I have constantly constantly stated that pointing out the issues of Hunter Biden being a 
an addict, sex addict, drug addict, everything is below and beneath us. Okay. We don't need to talk about it. There is no hack when the password is right there. It's like someone saying, hey, I left a sticky note with my password and you have my hard drive and that's hacking. It's not. Hacking is if I use that password and attempted to sync it with the cloud. So everything was there. So it was really funny how they used the whole 4chan thing because they fell for that. Oh, yeah. Anybody want to help us crack it? So dumb. And this is and, and I'll tell you what. The reason that I didn't publish the virtual version of the laptop, which was my initial idea, right? The reason I didn't publish it was because there are people out there that are stupid. And I continue to see it on Telegram too. After, you know, explaining, hey, you know, there are eyes on everything. Be careful when you try to hack or you exchange your, you know, details and have your friend, you know, log in. And when you do malicious things, everything is monitored, but people are just completely dumb. Okay. <laughs> they think that they're smarter. Now, this was published in early 2020 before Rudy Giuliani or Jack Maxey or anybody had the laptop. In fact, the first people that had the laptop was the FBI after Isaac had it as his own property. So these arguments that are being made by people are completely dumb. Excuse me, completely dumb. The narrative of us pushing the crack, the Parmesan, and you know, shaming a drug addict for being a drug addict are pinging back in our face because we could have just focused on the damn crimes because there's a lot of them, a lot of them. Now, I want to explain to you the financials uh, before they get in, and I'm just going to play a short clip. Ah, oh, gosh darn it, where is it? You know, maybe I could do that tomorrow because this is fun. It's fun watching them re. I could do that tomorrow, but I wanted to run over how, how blind trusts are. Uh, and that was the topic of discussion with um, Mitt Romney, too. You know, in fact, do I have time? Let me take a look. I should have time. I'm going to put it on, on, on volume so I can hear it when they come back. Allow me to show you where the issue is. You know, they're saying, you're not a fact witness. You shouldn't talk. Why? Was Bill Taylor a fucking fact witness? Well, I have emails with Bill Taylor discussing how they're going to prop Burisma up so that they can open up a bank account. So you're going to tell me that, you know, why don't we subpoena Bill Taylor and ask him, hey, you were asked to prop up Burisma. The, the Ukrainian, the American embassy in Ukraine, right? These, I have those emails. And I will showcase them to you. And other people have them now too. There are communications between our ambassadors that were appointed in Ukraine to help Burisma get clout. Excuse me, did you hear what I said? There are emails. In fact, let me see if I can pull one up. Hold on a second. Let me just show it to you. Let me, let me, let me, let me attempt to show it to you. Um, okay, let's see. Let's see. How do we do this? Let's see. All right. So let me try this. Because, you know, all these people are experts. My ass. Experts. Fuck's sake. You listen to it and you're just like, stop. Just, just please stop. All right. So is this someone? Let me see. I'm going to open the documents. I see which one is it. Okay. Okay. So you guys remember the people that were, you know, all hot and heavy. We need to impeach Trump. And this is, oh, again, I have to buy again. Jeez. I always get that. Constantly have to pay for products. Damn it. Okay. Here we go. Let me get back to that. Oh my gosh. It's driving me insane. It's going to constantly pop up. You haven't paid for your thing. Give me a second. All right. I want you to look at this email here. It's from George Kent. Let me see. Can you, can you see that? This is from George Kent, right? Subject, Burisma's contribution to upcoming MERP energy efficient event. Can you see the date on that document? 
Can you see the date on that fucking document? Hmm? Can you see the date on the fucking document? The date tells you that Joe Biden was vice president at the time of this document. What is going on here? Now, let's get to this document for a second. September 1st, 2016. Oh, I'll get back to you. Ah, sir. Ah, Kent. Ah, Burisma's contribution. Pfft, look at all that. We didn't get anything from this. A few words on Burisma's contribution. They want to say a few words on Burisma's contribution. Who's here? Newland, B uh, Bill Taylor, Yovanovitch. Can you see? USAID, Ukraine. Well, can you see who is talking? These people are running for the hills. A few words. August 31st, 2016. Joe Biden was vice president, deputy mission director. Kent, all blacked out. Now, I'm not in Congress, but I can tell you this. Congress can see the unredacted portions, can't they? See, when people talk about the crimes of the Biden family, right? They talk out their ass because they're not understanding exactly what is being said. And it's extremely frustrating when I see people posture like they know what they're talking about when they actually don't. Because if they did, they would know that it was actually our State Department assisting, assisting Hunter Biden. For his dad, of course. Here's some more. Do you recognize these names? I see Victoria Newland's name on there. Do you? Do you see Victoria Newland's name on this fucking email? What date does it say? December 6, 2015. Again, who is there? Executive Vice President, blah, blah, blah. Sorry, that doesn't say anything. Yes, it does. Allow me to show you. The Ukrainian scam of the Biden family. They were running interference after everything happened. They were running interference for him. Nasty Russian outlet put it out. No. It was factual because you know how they say that, oh, there was nothing wrong. He did nothing wrong. The prosecutor was corrupt. There was no such lawsuit. I'm going to tell you the story of Mikolai so you understand. Observe Exhibit A, okay, so you understand who the fuck is in charge and what was really going on. I've expressed to you guys many, many times before that in 2014, John Kerry got a call from Mikolai. His name is Mikola, right? M-Y-K-O-L-A. They also call him Nikolai, N-I-K-O-L-A-I, right? And, and they do this on purpose where they obfuscate and change the name so that you can't follow and that you think they're different people. Now, here's Exhibit A. I want you guys to see Exhibit A because it's very, very important. What is the importance of this? This is where Mikolai Zlaskevsky was arrested and his banks were actually confiscated by the United Kingdom. I've expressed to you, I have expressed to you that in 2013, well, it was January 2014, John Kerry and Joe Biden went to assist Mikola Zlochevsky, the owner of Burisma, okay, the owner of Burisma, to get him out of the bind that he was with the banking industry. They had confiscated his money and they came to the rescue. The deal was that Hunter and everyone else would be appointed and that they would help and put the aid and, you know, move to remove this investigator, which was investigating him. As you can see, this is the appendix, Ukrainian courts, prosecutor, the prosecutor he wanted gone. Look at it. And do you know why? Because in here, aside from the banks, and the money laundering that they caught him doing, and this was on purpose in order to bind them, the companies and the accounts in Cyprus, which by the way, was Community Development Bank of Cyprus, which is actually mostly Saudi owned, but it's actually Path Holdings owned. And get this, while all of you think that BlackRock and Vanguard are amazing, Path Holdings actually has ownership of Vanguard and BlackRock. So when people tell you, yeah, the swamp is deep, they don't even know what the swamp looks like, okay? So this goes really far back. Am I like streaming? I'm not seeing anything. 
hold on. I can't see if you guys can see this. It's driving me insane. Yeah, you can. Okay, there we go. So Mikola, right? Nikolai, Mikola, right? He was Nikolai Zlachevsky. Same guy, different spelling on purpose to allude that it's somebody else. Now, here it is. The problem that we have right now is that a lot of people want to be heroes. Fuck that. We don't need a fucking hero. None of you are going to get a hero. What we need is people to start working together and talking to each other so that we can solve this. But nobody wants to solve this because if they wanted to solve this, this would have been over a long time ago. And this is why I have put myself out there hardcore to get this out in the open. And all I see is people silencing it. You know, again, I revert back to the fact that everybody knows I have the laptop. I've been publishing before everybody even knew about the laptop. Lev Parnas, very important. All they need to do is subpoena this FBI agent and Lev Parnas's bullshit story falls to pieces. That's all you have to do. That's all. These are the rich men of North Richmond. And right now, they have crucified President Trump. They are making him a spectacle. They are showing you what they're doing. And you know, everyone's like, oh my gosh, he has to dissolve his businesses. And this is so unfair. They can't do that. Well, I'm going to reflect back to that time in North Dakota. Do you know what their goal was? That I don't do business in North Dakota, right? If people actually read my fucking case, right? This is how they smear your name and disallow you from doing anything. Now, I didn't give a shit about doing business in North Dakota because I was leaving anyway. I was there huh, for four years. That was my assignment for years, right? So I didn't care. I came in, I lit my fires, and now it's up to the North Dakotans to either start learning Chinese or fight back. That, that's the way it is. Now, let's take a quick intermission because they came back. I want it on delay. Um, that way, you know, we can see what they're coming out with. And um, I'll see you in a bit. Let's listen to this musical interlude by Maestro Zikos. I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay. So I can sit out here and waste my life away, drag back home and round my troubles away. It's a damn shame. What the world's gotten to for people like me and people like you Wish I could just wake up and it not be true But it is, all it is, living in the new world With an old soul These rich men, north of Richmond, Lord knows they all just wanna have total control Wanna know what you think, wanna know what you do And they don't think you know, but I know that you do Cause your dollar ain't shit, and it's text to no pen Cause those rich men, those rich men Living in the new world Politicians look out for miners and not just miners on an island somewhere. Lord, we got folks in the street, ain't got nothing to eat, and the OPs milking welfare. But got into a five foot three and a three hundred pounds taxes ought not to pay for your bags of much rounds. Young men are putting themselves six feet in the ground. Cause all this damn country does is keep on kicking them down. It's a damn shame what the world's gotten to for people like me and people like you. Wish I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is. All it is, living in the new world With an old soul These rich men, north of Richmond, Lord knows They all just wanna have total control Wanna know what you think, wanna know what you do And they don't think you know, but I know that you do Cause your dollar ain't shit, and it's text to no end Cause those rich men 
I'm going to say this once again, everything that they have thrown at him through the AG's office has been done to me too. I'm not President Trump, of course, right? But what I'm saying is they're not creative. It's the same thing. I already know the plays because I've been through it. And if actually people read my case, they would see exactly what comes next. But no one pays attention. They just like to share memes, right? That's what you think. Well, you know, we are in a digital war field, I would say, with very real-time repercussions. And while all of us, and I'm just going to throw this out there before I hop back over the stream, I want you to know this Biden impeachment hearing is going to evolve into even tackling our pharmaceuticals. And, I, and I'll make this reference. Do you think that suing Pfizer, you win? Do you think that suing Moderna, you win? No, that's how you fail. And I'll tell you why. Because they're not the ones in charge of the vaccines or the creation of the vaccines at all. It is not in charge of the vaccines at all. There's a company that was responsible for providing, for providing live viruses and infecting over 18 countries and called the population back in the early 2000s. If you guys remember the avian flu, the company's name was Baxter Pharmaceuticals. Now, the one thing that our people need to be subpoenaing and we should be telling them is we need to look at the fucking blind trust that Biden has and Obama and Hillary Clinton <laughs> and Bush. Because the majority of their holdings are in Baxter Pharmaceuticals that are in charge of BioNTech. They were in charge of Moderna. This is the problem. People are talking, oh, you know, he had Ukrainian bio. Fuck that. That was Newland's little project to build. You don't understand. I have said it, and everybody tells you who they are. There's a swamp that you know, and there's a swamp that you don't know. I work for the swamp. You have no idea who the fuck they are. And Baxter Pharmaceuticals is the one that owns everything. Pfizer, subsidiary. Moderna, subsidiary. Do your fucking homework. This is why we're not winning. Because everyone is chasing their fucking tails. You know, and then when they talk about these bank accounts, right? I'm going to delve into it. In fact, we've got a mini-series of Joe Biden crimes coming for you. I have been working pretty hard. So thank you to my fortune 1000 that assists us in actually getting this done. And I'm pretty sure a lot of you, it's not just chat GPT 4.0 that knows how I speak and what my speech is. And you could say, Hey, say this in the way Tori says would, it'll fucking tell you how I would say it. Well, pay attention. It's not just chat GPT 4.0 that talks like me. So on that note, let's swap over. Let's continue this hearing where they are freaking out because they are on the receiving. And don't forget, what they did to President Trump about his businesses is a big deal. He's the only president that didn't have a blind trust. You know what a blind trust means? That, oh, you know, I have investments and stuff, but because I'm in office, uh, these people are going to be doing the investments for me to make me money, but I, I won't know anything of what they're doing. The fuck you won't. And then we're going to showcase a CIA asset that has worked for three presidents. In fact, he started his career in the CIA as an English teacher in Czechoslovakia in 1991. Oh. And he was a conservator of Hunter Biden, but you'll see that. And we're also gonna talk about how Obama was involved in a lot of these dealings by proxy. 
With a man who dealt with all the energy deals, oh, and we can go back to Amtrak, because I think I heard them say, Hunter Biden never had like a public office. He fucking did. He was on the World Food Program, and he was on the board of Amtrak, so shut the fuck up. See, these are the things that they allow to slip so they can get their ins in there rather than correct them like they did. They should have said, what do you mean he hasn't held public office? Are you saying that Amtrak is not funded by the government? It totally is. He was on the board. What about the World Food Program? Well, that's like an NGO funded by federal dollars. Thank you very much. Huh. But, you know, those are details. Again, knowledge versus half-baked ass knowledge. And so the more you listen to the garbage online where people are telling you things to just feel like they know what they're talking about because they looked at shit, get the fuck out of here. I've got tons. We have it all. The thing is, I guess this process is more of showing you who's really on your side and who's not. Because as you can see, Senator Hoven, who does business like the Bidens, actually. But anyway, I digress. He was one of those listed Republicans that, you know, did that weird vote. But I digress again. Let's go back to the hearing. And we will resume the five-minute question and answer period. The chair now recognizes... I'd like to ask unanimous consent to enter into the record a statement from Secretary Vilsack from September 25th stating that the WIC program, which is a federally funded program administered by the states, will expire for 7 million moms and children if the government shuts down. Without objection to order. The chair now recognizes Mr. Fallon from Texas for five minutes. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Words mean things, or at least they should. Here's Joe Biden's words from August 28, 2019. First of all, I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything to do with their business. From September of the same year, I have never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. October, same year, quote, I don't discuss business with my son. Were Joe Biden's words true? No, they were false. So why did he lie? Repeatedly. In an interview back in 2019 with The New Yorker, even Hunter admitted that he talked to his dad about business, specifically Burisma. Many of Hunter Biden's business associates have testified Joe Biden met with them. Two of the ones closest to Hunter, Rob Walker and Devin Archer, were among them. So they not only spoke to him, they took a lot of the business associates took photos with him. They played golf with him. They gave, Joe Biden gave them White House tours. He wrote letters of recommendation for their children and shared fancy dinners as well. So let's also talk about patterns. Yuri Luzkov and Yelena Baterina. They are Russian, they're married, they were married, Russian oligarch billionaires. Michael McFaul, the US ambassador to Russia, ID Luzkov as being corrupt. Yelena Baterina wires $3.5 million to Hunter Biden. Soon thereafter, who does she have dinner with? Then Vice President Joe Biden. Kenez Rashkov, Rakishev, rather, and Karim Mazumov, Kazakhstani nationals. Mazumov used to be the prime minister. He's now in prison. Rakishev wires $142,300 to Hunter Biden. The very next day, Hunter Biden buys a Porsche for $142,300. And then soon after, who do you think Kenez Rakishev has dinner with? Say it with me. Then Vice President Joe Biden. Vadim Pazarsky and Mikolo Zolchevsky, the CEO and CFO of Burisma. U.S. Ambassador to Ukraine, Jeffrey Pyatt, calls Zolchevsky a poster child of corruption. Those two fellas paid Hunter Biden's shell companies a total of $3.3 million. And who do you think Vadim Pazarsky had dinner with? Again, say it with me all at once. Then Vice President Joe Biden. So here's a pattern. You have crooked foreigners that deliver pallets of cash to the Bidens, and then they have dinner with Joe. And apparently Joe Biden has one hell of an expensive dinner date. Congressional Integrity Project, the dark money pack. I, I object. I object to that. What? Of course, well, I'll go. Wait a minute. What does President Trump have to do with any of this shit? We're talking about Biden. Why are they comparing Trump constantly? They, pay attention. Please pay attention. No one's paying attention. Why are they constantly bringing up President Trump? Why are they constantly saying Trump did this? Trump did that? Look at what he did. Why are they constantly bringing up President Trump? We are talking about Joe Biden. For me, it's also Obama. But they're talking about Joe Biden. Ms. Crockett needs to put a sock in it because she sounds dumb and triggered. And she's going to puncture her butthole when she wipes her ass later on today. 
with those nails. They're claws. Demons. My gosh. Oh, my God. Crock a sheet. That's what she is. Crock a shit. Trump has nothing to do with this. I don't know why they keep saying it. This makes absolutely no sense. It just shows you that they are terrified and they want to make this about Trump. Has nothing to do about Trump. It's all about Joe Biden. Has nothing to do with Hunter, except for the fact that we got all this information from him. Has to do with Joe Biden. Gonna object, but we gonna talk about it. What? So, uh, it says, Trump has extensive financial ties to the Chinese government. President Trump collected millions from Chinese government-owned entities while in office. I have the best tenants in the world, President Trump, was well aware of the multi-million dollar lease to Chinese interests. President Trump promised to donate foreign government, government profits while in office, but he donated less than a third of his proceeds from the Chinese government. President Trump maintained three foreign bank accounts while in office, including one in China. President Trump's business with China China raised legal and ethical concerns. President Trump, President Xi loves the people of China. He loves his country and he's doing a very good job. Let me tell you something. I don't want to talk about what y'all want to act like is some big mystery because we keep sitting here and... Well, considering this is an investigation of Joe Biden, I assume that his name's going to come up. Right, but um, the House has not authorized this as an impeachment inquiry, so we're just operating with the general rules. And I think saying that the president lied is considered engaging in a personality. Uh, in fact, uh, yep. Section 370 says accusations that the president has committed a crime or even that the president has done something illegal are unparliamentary. And we're operating with the general rules of the House because the House has not authorized. The Speaker of the House has authorized the impeachment inquiry. It has been uh, authorized. Didn't they okay. allege right. crimes? Uh, parliamentary inquiry. Wait, didn't they allege crimes when they were doing the impeachment twice of President Trump, but now it's different? Get out of here. The, the ranking member, who, who wants to be recognized, Ms. Ocasio-Cortez? I, I believe changing of the rules must require a vote from the full House of Representatives. I'm so sorry. Is anyone else getting deja vu? Are you all getting deja vu? Because I am. Do you remember when they shut down the government, when they were attempting to impeach President Trump the first time? Do you remember how they were holding it hostage? But now they're upset at this. And what happened to his, um, you know, he looks better except for the cold sore. I thought that, you know, anyway, I should, I should stop. But pay attention to how no one, I, you know, if I was sitting there, I'd be like, wait, you guys did this. Let's rewind the tape. Someone out there that makes content, please take this, what they're saying, and compare it to when they did the impeachment one and two while our nation was on fire. They're doing the same thing they did, and they say it's not fair, but they continue doing it, and they pushed forward for impeachment. Here they're discussing the possible impeachment, right? So I'm, I'm just a little bit confused as to how this is just, oh, yeah. I would have turned around, clapped back and said, excuse me, you did the same thing. We had a government shutdown. Do you remember that? You get it? To delay justice, Donald Trump would cut off paychecks to a couple million service members and federal workers and furlough more than a million workers and pay them later for having not worked. They would halt food assistance to millions of moms and kids and keep NIH in my district from enrolling any more patients in life and death clinical research trials. Trump's convinced that if we shut the government down, his four criminal prosecutions on 91 different felony and misdemeanor charges will be defunded and delayed long enough to keep him from having to go before a jury of his peers. Hold on a second. Why is he referring to President Trump? I thought he's not president. What does Trump have to do with this impeachment hearing, Ratskin? See, the more you know. Regular order, Mr. Chairman. Mr. Chairman, a request for regular order. We're seeking regular order, Mr. Chairman. At all. Well, what did we learn today? We learned today that 
Trump is living rent-free in the head of many Democrats and media. And it sounds like they're acknowledging that he has some sort of power, which he does. But what we're going to see coming in is something that we know from the annals of history, power, corruption, often gone. They, they go hand in hand. It's 21st century, and no one would think that in this age of enlightenment, transparency, and technology, that all of that tech would shield us from avarice. Yet, in the hollowed halls of Washington, the story sometimes sings a different tune. Through investigative journalism and painstaking research, I'll bring to you, in tangent, with Congress and what they're doing, a spotlight, like a magnifying glass on the lives of these presidents and vice presidents and their circles who have allegedly used their position for not for the betterment of America, but for personal enrichment. Corruption. Oh, but why does it matter? Let's just arrest them all. That's not how it works. Don't be doffed. You can't just round them up. It's not that simple. Not with them. Each and every one of them rely on each other for protection. It's not all smooth sailing. The Oversight Committee is supposed to be our watchdog, right? They're knee deep in the investigation but they're hitting walls left, right, and center. And the president, who they allege is the big guy, is under the microscope. And his loyal party gang are pushing back, even that ratchet Crockett. Like, she was so ratchet, I was waiting for her to start clapping her hands and clicking her nails. Like, this was, if I was, if I was in her district, I would be embarrassed. Smoke and mirrors, but wait. Accountability, a little integrity doesn't hurt, does it? So whether you're red, blue, or somewhere in between, the truth is the truth. And that's the way it is. It's unfortunate that the people actually have to do the work of the media, and they're dirty, both left and right. You never win if you go by the going arguments that are being set forward or what people are set in their ways. You know, it's so dumb. Because as I, as I sit back and I watch, I'm thinking, none of them saw that Obama had his own people working with Hunter. None of them saw that the people working with Hunter were actually part of the Obama administration. None of them know that some of them are actually former, <laughs> I can't say former, because there's no former, or CIA is about to get lit. Now, I made mention at some point throughout this marathon, and I hope the archivist can shred this up into pieces uh, for, to be digestible as part one, two, three, however you see fit. I made mention of blind trusts. Let's take a look at what that is. Please subscribe to the channel, press the bell icon, you'll be notified of the latest videos. Thank you for joining our educational series today. Sage here for Kalkai Media. We're going to be covering what is a blind trust. A blind trust is a revocable or irrevocable living trust that gives the trustee or another party complete control over the assets. A blind trust's trustee cannot be the trustor or owner. Instead, the trustee must be a neutral third party with no personal connections to the trustor. And this is required for a blind trust to accomplish its goals of maintaining high levels of secrecy and avoiding conflicts of interest. The trustor can suspend the trust at any moment, but they have no influence over the trust's actions and receives no reports from the trustees while the blind trust is in effect. How does a blind trust function? The trustor hires a trustee to function as the fiduciary in a blind trust, which means the trustee has overall management of the assets and is responsible for upholding the trust agreement, such as dispersing the assets after the trustor's death. 
And furthermore, the Trust can hold various investments, including bonds, real estate and equities. And the trustor and trustee are frequently in contact with one another. And the Trust's beneficiary is generally aware of the Trust and its assets. While the trust has been created, the trustor can specify the trust's parameters, such as the aims for any investments kept in the blind trust or the beneficiaries. However, once the trust instrument, a written document that authorises the trust is signed and finished, the trustor and beneficiaries will have no more contact with the trustee regarding asset management. So what are the different kinds of blind trusts? A blind trust is a type of living trust that might be revocable or irrevocable. It can be a revocable trust, which means that the trustor can modify the trust and the trustee and dissolve the trust. The trustor may, for example, add assets to the trust while removing others, select a new trustee, bring beneficiaries to the trust or select a new trustee. Blind trust may be an irrevocable trust, which means that the trustor cannot change it once it is made. And the trustor would create a revocable or irrevocable trust, depending on the scenario and the trust's aim. An irrevocable trust, for instance, can be created such that assets are no longer the trustor's legal property, prohibiting the government and creditors from collecting the assets. So what are the reasons for forming a blind trust? Trustors may face conflicts of interest in certain circumstances. The government to avoid those conflicts. A retired company executive, for example, could be on the board of directors and all potential conflicts of interest should be avoided because board members have a fiduciary responsibility to shareholders. A conflict of interest exists when a board member stands to profit from a policy decision and owns business stock. If the board members' shares are kept in a blind trust, the conflict of interest will be avoided because they will not know how the decision will affect their ownership. This is especially important for an investor who is deemed an insider and may be charged with insider trading, which is the act of trading stocks based on reports that are unavailable to the general public and is sometimes prosecuted as a crime. So who can create a blind trust? Anyone could theoretically create a blind trust. However, it only utilizes when people need to separate themselves from their assets to avoid professional conflicts of interest. Putting assets in a blind trust can help government officials and politicians avoid conflicts of interest by keeping their personal and professional lives separate to some extent. Individuals and corporate executives who serve on a board of directors may also establish a blind trust for asset management to prevent a similar situation and as a result they may avoid any financial dealings that could lead to a conflict of interest. Thanks for joining us. If you like the information please like, share, comment on the video below. Alrighty, so you guys learn. That was, it sounded like chlamydia. <laughs> the name did. So Sorry, I shouldn't dog because it was a very informative video. So what did you learn? That if you're a politician or someone that sits on a board, you put things in a blind trust, which means that you're like, okay, I have holdings, I don't know, in like Baxter Pharmaceuticals or some Chinese company and or something, and I don't want people to know, so we're putting it in a blind trust. Nobody look, because I'm a good person, and I, hey, look, I'm not using my position of power to change policies. Allow me to show you how this works. Let's go to 2022. Let's go to Governor Pitzker. Facing new questions on how much distance he's put between the governor's mansion and his own personal bank account. WGN political reporter Taman Bradley is here with more on the latest attacks from the campaign trail.
Come on. Micah and Ray, good evening. Governor J.B. Pritzker is worth $3.6 billion. To avoid conflicts of interest, before he became governor, Pritzker turned over his holdings to Northern Trust to make all decisions about his investments. It's called a blind trust. But a new report highlights possible problems with the blind trust arrangement. Today, during a stop at Navy Pier, Governor Pritzker faced questions about his blind trust purchasing stock in a contractor that does business with the state. I am not involved in making any investment decisions. At issue, a report by the Better Government Association detailing Pritzker's trust purchase of stock in Centene, a health insurance company. BGA reports that in the first half of 2021 alone, Centene collected more than $2.6 billion from state Medicaid contracts. An Actions taken by the Pritzker administration benefited Centene. I've divorced myself entirely from making investments, knowing anything about the investments, the amounts of investments, etc. Even though the Centene connection has come to light, the governor defends his blind trust arrangement. Centene had a contract with the state of Illinois before I became governor. It was the prior governor that signed that contract. That contract went into place before I got into office. Uh, and uh, so there's no, you know, there's just no relationship in any way. Asked when he learned that his blind trust invests in Centene, the governor said this. I only learned that literally because a reporter called uh, last week from BGA. But every year, the governor signs a statement of economic interest. Last May, Centene was listed among Pritzker's blind trust investments. By law, I have to sign a statement of economic interest. I think that's a terrific thing. The state should keep that in place. I sign that every year. There are no values associated with any of the items on that. Uh, I get it. I go to the signature page and I sign it every single year. Good afternoon, everyone. It's an election year, and GOP candidate for governor Richard Irvin quickly seized on the BGA story. His spokeswoman said in a statement, it is baffling that Governor Pritzker wants voters to believe he knew nothing about the Centene investment, despite signing the very document listing the company and attesting under penalty of perjury that he had examined the document and that it was correct. Out to Centene for comment, and we've not heard back. Mike and Ray? All right, thank you, Jamon. Why would they hear back? Now, let's take a little pause here and just digest what I've showed you. And what we know, how in the world of politics, a theater of grand gestures and powerful proclamations. But beneath this facade lies an intricate dance of shadows and puppetry where the puppeteers often shield themselves behind veil, such as blind trust, the uninformed observer, these trusts seems like a noble endeavor, you know, when they establish them, it's a mechanism of ensuring that our leaders remain unaffected by personal financial interests. Yet, for those who dare to peer closer, the reality is often far more complex and sinister. I will direct you how President Trump did not create a blind trust. Instead, he gave everything to his kids. Everybody else creates blind trusts. Now consider for a moment the very phrase blind trust. What an oxymoron, right? How can a trust be blind, especially when it concerns the wealth and assets of those who hold the reins of a nation? In truth, a blind trust is the perfect paradox, a tool that allows politicians to claim ignorance while maintaining full control. By placing their assets in such a trust, politicians can wash their hands of direct involvement, all the while being benefiting from the subtle and sometimes not so subtle manipulations that their positions afford. Now, let's not be naive. Information is gold. And if a politician or their son or their brothers, because nobody talks about Francis, a.k.a. Frank Biden, and we're all left in the dark about their investments. Who's to say what whispers reach some ears? What hints are dropped during late night rendezvous? Who really believes that these leaders, adept in the art of maneuvering, truly sever ties with their vast fortunes? I mean, Joe had a hundred grand to drop a couple times to. Poor little Hunter who was broke. Hunter who was paying 36000 a month in child support. That's a lot of child support. 
Now, that means he had financials to support that child support claim, or was that privately agreed? Well, that's a different story. To champion the Democratic Republic and true transparency, we must look beyond these alleged veils of secrecy and question the systems that allow them to do this. Because every single one of them do. Allow me to show you a closer look at Mitt Romney's debacle with his blind trust. As you know, they have been sparring over Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. And the housing giants that had to be, these are the housing giants that had to be bailed out by taxpayers and were at the heart of the housing crisis. Well, Romney has said that he investment bonds in both Fannie and Freddie, and he has said that they were held in a blind trust and that he had no control over it. Well, we dug up some sound back from 1994, Romney sharing his views back then on blind trusts. Mitt Romney has taken Newt Gingrich to task, calling him a lobbyist for Freddie Mac, even holding this event at a Florida home foreclosed on by the housing giant. What he was doing was clearly promoting Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, in this case Freddie Mac, to the tune of $1.6 million. That is one of the reasons we're in the trouble we're in. But Romney has also had to defend his own investments in Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. At the CNN debate in Florida, former Massachusetts governor says those were held in a blind trust, which he had no control over. My investments are not made by me. My investments for the last 10 years have been in a blind trust, managed by a trustee. It's an argument Romney has made repeatedly this week on the campaign trail. But let's go back in time, 1994. Romney was then running against the late Ted Kennedy for the Senate. It was Romney who was criticizing Senator Kennedy for not being transparent with the Kennedy Trust Fund. Romney had a completely different take on blind trust back then. The blind trust is an, is an age-old uh, ruse, if you will, which is to say um, you can always tell the blind trust what it can and cannot do. You give a blind trust rules. Those words coming back to haunt Romney. American Bridge, a Democratic research group, is already calling him out. Mitt Romney called it a ruse and said that uh, every person was responsible for their own finances. And so he went after uh, Ted Kennedy for the whole idea of having this blind trust. And now we find, you know, um, you know almost 20 years later, uh, he's, using that same, uh, he's using that same excuse and not taking responsibility for his own finances. Kenneth Rose, an ethics attorney and disclosure expert, says blind trust can be set up in different ways. Some people wanting to be completely hands-off, others giving some direction to their trustee. A man of his uh, wealth is really relying on other people to do this and uh, you know except for maybe certain holdings that might uh, create political problems for him uh, I, I wouldn't expect him to be in the weeds in terms of his own investments now we reached out to Ram Romney's campaign for response to this new video that CNN has obtained in which Romney calls a blind trust a ruse and they did not comment. Last night Romney said that Gingrich in fact is also invested in Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and we did some fact checking. Wolf, that is also true. So what did we see here? A blind trust. See, let me ask you a question. If you were the manager of the trust of Vice President Biden or President Barack Hussein Obama, would you not use the information that you may get, not from them, but from a staffer or maybe through some, I don't know, alt email or odd number, phone number, and invest appropriately? Senator Hoven did that with ventilators in 2018 before COVID. See, this is how they work, and this is where they hide money. What Congress should be doing, and what we should be telling them to do, is to subpoena the records of the blind trust, in confidence, of course, and maybe subpoena communications around every purchase and sale they have made on their behalf. And boy, oh boy, does the enchilada pop. On that note, you guys, it's been a long day. God bless, and I'll see you tomorrow. Oh, and let's not forget, it's important to understand that it's only going to be a very short time to see that the walls will crumble.
Have a great evening. I'm gone. I've been far away. I'm a